Okay. I'm going to start in three, two, one. Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to our bi-weekly video game podcast, Escape from SideQuest. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. And if you haven't noticed, uh, we're a little late on this episode because I have a lot of personal things going on in my life, but we are here, and we are live, and we are in audio, but not in person. Uh, Andy, what the hell have you been playing? Um... What did I? Um, lots of GTA Online, mostly. Uh, a ton of Sonic Adventure 2. I've been streaming that though. Uh, Yoshi's Island, Joji and Earl, a couple other like old old games, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Joji and I saw your streams, and uh, I see you've been messing around with setups and stuff. Yeah, I'm still changing it. It's evolving. Mm-hmm. It's getting, I like I like your side uh, your side graphic. Is this side graphic blue? <laughs> yeah, I, there was a big empty space. I had to put something in it. Yep, a bright blue one too to make it look all uh, nice and shiny out there. Yeah, it's gotta catch your eye. Um, me on the other hand, I played RoboCop three on the SNES. And I played Quake Champions because they have a new uh, champion that just came out called Death Knight. And I believe there its uh, character ultimate is throws fireballs and pretty much uh, sets the place on fire. It's pretty cool. Um, I haven't been playing a lot of video games this week because I've been trying to find a job. I mean, I still have my current job, but I just want to go job hunting. So that's all I've been doing with my time. I, I still need to go on Octopath Traveler and play that game. <laughs> it's in my system. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I know how that goes. But you said you've been playing some GT Online. Um, did you play like the any of the, the heist yet? Yeah, I've done all but the last one. The last one is the Doomsday Heist. And a friend and I are doing the setup for it. We've been stealing, like to do a heist, you have to steal the stuff that you're going to use to do the heist. And we're most of the way through that. And then we'll do the actual heist and get, you know, get the payoff. But I've done all the other smaller heists, and they were all pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But what's good about GTA is that they keep on bringing out content. And that game is like, what? Five years old? Yeah, it's it's. I think it's older than that. They just had a huge expansion come out this week or last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last week. Um, after hours or after dark or whatever. But basically, you can buy a nightclub now, and it's got a whole story set up with the uh, gay Tony, the guy from the other games that Laszlo's in it. He's been in every game I thought since three. And uh, you buy a nightclub, and you have to get. You're get the DJ to perform there, but they're all real people that have written new music just for Grand Theft Auto. This mm. this super old game, it's really fun. I, I I I've been doing that. I actually did buy a nightclub and I've been running all that stuff. And you got to keep it popular, and you get more money depending on how many people are coming in and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was actually pretty surprised on like how much good content is still coming out. Yeah, and f- bringing back Gay Tony, I almost said Fat Tony for some strange reason, but bringing back Gay Tony, uh, 
was such a good move, I think, because it was so popular in the other game that, yeah. that you know, bringing him here is just going to be fucking cool. But uh, do you think Red Dead Redemption is going to have the same, like, support that Grand Theft Auto Five had? No one really knows. It is going to have an online mode, but last I heard, details were sparse. Like, no one's sure if it's going to be more like Red Dead Redemption or if it's going to be more like... Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five has been so. I don't know if it's yet to be seen. Do you? Can you believe it? we're two months away from that game? Yeah, I'm excited. Just today, in fact, there was a new update for Grand Theft Auto that added. They're doing stuff in GTA Online that if you complete it when Red Dead comes out, you get like a gun and a tomahawk in that game. It's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you call it? I, I the one thing I want to talk about is uh, No Man's Sky. Uh, recently, they came out with a new update. It's called Next, and apparently, this is the full game that we've all been waiting for to play. Yeah, it's got like multiplayer in junk now. Yeah, what I what I heard about that, it's not what they still promised. Remember what they promised that you could meet up with anybody, kind of like an uh, an MMO in a way where you could meet up with anybody in the world. You, uh, you still have to make like a lobby and stuff and have a party system, which I, which I mind. It's better than what they had before where it's like, here's this orb. This is somebody else. Kind of like the whole fable thing that yeah. they had going on. But uh, I hear there's actually life on planets. There's a lot more vendors that you could do. Uh, there's a lot more customization. You get to see your guy finally. <laughs> It's not just a first-person walk-in simulator kind of thing. So that's pretty cool. Um, we've always said this about, like, early access games. I still think it's bad for the market, just just based off of what No Man's Sky promised. And there's other oh. games that promised a lot, too. No Man's Sky wasn't an early access game. They said it was done, and then it wasn't done. Yeah. But in re in reality, when they said it's it's a game, it was still early access. It was like a tech demo that you got when it first came out. I suppose. I mean, if they straight up lie to you, though, I mean, if someone says something's an early access, I usually kind of either avoid it or take it with a grain of salt. But when they put No Man's Sky out, they said it was done. They said, here's a $60 game for you to buy. And then a bunch of people bought it. They said, hey, where's all that stuff that was going to be in this game? Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't there. And uh, take a look at, like, Star's Citizen and shit. Like, that game hasn't been development hell for, like, forever. And people yeah. people have backed that game in the thousands. Like, I heard, I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but some guy put in $10,000 as a backer. I mean, I'm pretty sure he did, like, he, he gradually got up to $10,000. But still, that's a lot of dough to put in the game, and it's not even out yet. Yeah. Like, whatever happened to companies just taking a really, really long time due to Square Enix thing, where you take like 10 to 15 years making a game and then bring it out. Everyone's always on the cusp of losing money. They gotta keep announcing all this stuff and keep forcing it out. There's only a very few game companies that get to like let stuff cook. Uh, Nintendo does it kind of like. Apparently, they're working on a new Metroid and a new Yoshi and all this other stuff, but they're actually letting it get done. Valve is 
infamous about this. It's done when it's done. Bear, we're uh, Yeah, like you said, Square, uh, Rockstar comes to mind too, actually, because mm-hmm. you know how often they put out a new game. I, I don't know what Take Two has to say about it, but Rockstar is a developer, at least lets their stuff cook. Yeah, and when they say that a game is delayed, you're actually happy about it because that means they're putting either a more stuff into the game or fixing it up so that when the game comes out, there's no bugs and not people complaining, even though people complain about anything anyway. Yeah, it's been years, I think, since something getting delayed actually did make me bummed. Like, usually I'm relieved because now I I can free up that money for another game that I want. Or, oh, you know, like you say, oh, well, at least now it'll be a little bit better or something like that. Mm. I mean, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I was looking forward to that game, but I never... I'm never so upset. I'm never the amount of upset that I am that a game is delayed is is far outweighed by the amount of upset I am when a game is rushed out and it's not as good as it could have been. Yeah, it's just we we need to stop saying early access is like a good thing. Like PUBG is a good example too because yeah, I played the game. It was a catchy game at, at first, but then when the final product came out, it's not that great. And it's kind of like a you learn as you go kind of thing. And usually when you keep on changing because of what people want to do, it usually doesn't mean it's going to be a good thing. And I think, I don't know, I... This is me being like this old fucking gamer and just going, we need to go back to the days and shit. And maybe I just, I'm too out of it. <laughs> That's why I'm playing old games again. Like Robo- We need to keep keep moving forward, but when something doesn't work, they don't need to keep, you know, beating their head against the wall until it works. They need to find what does work. Mm-hmm. Like all the money and stuff that, I, I, I get money makes the world go around and having a delay mean meaning that you're paying for those contracted employees to get the game out yeah i don't know i'm i'm getting too deep on this <laughs> you ever looked into like um the ethical conundrums in video game development like stuff to do like crunch time and unpaid overtime and stuff like that like people just trying to get a game done mm-hmm Seems like the whole culture kind of needs like a wipe down. I'm not saying they need to like drastically change anything, but it, it does kind of seem like there's more problems than there should be. Well, it's good that, you know, microtransactions are kind of going down. They're not getting too crazy like they used to uh, because of the Battlefront 2 fiasco that happened. I mean, there's still companies trying to get money out of you, but it's not in your face in every fucking direction in the game like it used to but uh you kind of just gotta let yourself know that all these companies want your money i mean even you know good guy valve good guy blizzard good guy nintendo all these companies that have a nice public appearance they want your money at the end of the day and you know that's 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 the world mm-hmm. capitalism <laughs> um andy you said something about sega you said about a president? Yeah, this is minor. So, well, I mean, it's not minor to Sega and their shareholders and stuff like that. But Sega of America has a new president, and I don't know much about the guy other than he's got a real weird face. <laughs> and apparently, he worked for 
Acclaim and THQ before. Two companies that, like, went under and stuff. So I thought that was weird. Like, he, he could still be good at his job. He probably left those companies before they went under, after the Zoom. He was at some other... Oh, I can't remember. I should have had the news story in front of me. I just kind of read it the other day, though. I thought, oh, it would be worth discussing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to use it to bridge into something else, though. Like, it's interesting that they have a new president and everything, but to what degree are you even aware who is running these publishers and developers anymore? Like, I know you know who Hideo Kojima is. I'm sure you recognize the name, like, Awada, but do you know who's in charge of Nintendo right now? No, I, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember his name either. If I saw it, I'd be like, there, I could pick it out of a list, but I can't remember the guy's name. But, um, Like, presidents, uh, I used to be able to, you know, Jack Trenton or something like that. I could name a couple of names, but, mm. you know, everyone knows who Reggie is. He did a really good job of, of be, being, like, a public face and everything, but... Yeah, to what degree do you even remember? I mean, anyone running any company, even people who are in charge of development studios. Like, if I would say the name Tetsuya Mizuguchi, does that mean anything to you? I've heard it before, but I, I couldn't put a name on it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that, that's the guy who made Res. Like, I was talking about him, like, the episode or two before, but it's like, you know, the name isn't absorbed. It's like, oh, he's just, he's some guy. I mean, uh, Goichi Suda, who is Suda51, maybe you know that name, but for the most part, most people are just going to know, like, Kojima, Miyamoto, um, Cliff Blazinski, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I can assume most people know that name. It's, but I, it's, the pe- it's the people that are in the limelight a lot that usually are known, like Hideo and uh, fucking Cliff Blazinski and shit. I miss him. He was very charismatic. It's kind of sucks what happened to his studio. I already forgot the name of Boss Key Productions. Lawbreakers. Yeah. Boss Key. (laughs) It just that's where the games come out at the wrong time. Like there are a lot of games that are coming out in February and March because of Red Dead Redemption coming out in October because they don't want to compete with that. So I think Lawbreakers came out at the wrong time. I forgot what game the that they were competing against, but you know people are gonna play the other game over Lawbreakers. But anyway, back to your point. <laughs> but I don't know. There's all these interesting people making these games. I don't know much about them. Like I can name you know John Romero and stuff like that. An interesting. I was watching a video. Um, it was from the quartering. I don't. I don't know if you know him or anything. Negative. But he has the YouTube videos. He's into like politics and stuff. But he was talking about gaming at some point, and he's like, he's like, no offense, but I really don't care about the people that make the game. I play the game. I do a transaction with the uh, buying the game from these people, but I really don't care. And I'm just like, yes and no. Because I do care what director films a movie, if, yeah, or what 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 actors are in a movie. So, like, the only thing I I'll have to say is like maybe the 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 publishers or the um, what do you call it? production companies where where I'm kind of like, oh, I really don't care what they think. I think about the people who are getting their hands dirty making the game. That's who I really care about. 
Yeah, but these people at the end of the day are making a lot of decisions that affect our hobby very directly. You know, when um, when when the president of Square Enix decides not to let um, the EDOS Montreal make a Final Fantasy style game, you know that that affects us. I like Final Fantasy games. Now I'll never see that Final Fantasy that was going to be made in the West. You know, that conceptualized version. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's a big decision. I, I have no idea who runs square now again i might be able to pick his name out of a list i can't remember i don't know if squares inner workings like i do some of these other companies it's just interesting is all like if if i was a casual gamer it wouldn't even cross my mind but because i care about you know like you say like directors and stuff is probably where it comes from mostly and it's it's like a casual interest you know you know who miyamoto is so eventually you end up knowing who wada was you you work up Mm mm-hmm I think a big part of it is some of these people are a public face. Like they go to E3 and some of them are capable of doing that. Like as evidenced by like Bethesda's press conference, like there were some people who have great stage presence and there were some where you're like, ah, oh, stop talking to show this trailer. It's just, you know, cringy and awkward. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just saw a, uh, picture on Kotaku. Sega is making edible logos and selling them in Japan. So there's a segue. <laughs> Looks like a you know like a Twinkie kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, they do make the big decisions to the point where we get hype for it. Like they do most of the legwork on marketing. I think that's where they kind of talk to us in a way. The publishers, they go, "Hey, here's here's the game that we're you know." Sh- want you to buy (laughs) check out all these cool features and stuff that these developers did so that's a cool thing Uh, on another note for uh sonic mania did it come out with a dlc did we talk about this but what's new about it is it just different levels or did they Uh, added um encore mode it added two new characters to play as um it added up to four player um competitive mode what else um now some other stuff there's a physical release now it comes with an art book like a shiny box the box is all shiny got a reversal cover that makes the game look like it's a genesis game (laughs) which is hilarious are you getting it oh i have it (laughs) oh (laughs) nice um the next sonic game would you want it to be different on a, along the line of like uh, forces and that werewolf uh, Sonic that they had, or Unleashed. do you yeah unleash or do you want them to keep on going with Sonic Mania in a way to be? Oh, the- I think I think they hit. I think they need to do what they're doing now. They released Mania and Forces in the same year. Keep doing that. Just make them both. Make more Mania games. Make a Sonic CD two something. You know that's that references the old stuff but keep making these other because people liked sonic forces and people people like sonic colors and and and, and um, some of the other 3d sonic games i mean for every four 3d sonic games there's one good one you know mm-hmm. but hopefully they figured out how to do it i never played forces i heard it was okay you know? i know uh jim sterling kind of like hated it because of controls and stuff but I still want to get it because I think both of us thought it was like 
pretty neat on what they did with it with the create your sonic kind of thing customized and everything like that yeah so maybe i'll give it a chance i know it's been on sale for like every time you go into the nintendo uh great deals section in the eShop. Like every other week, he, the forces is in there for like ten dollars off. So maybe next time I'll bite. I like to imagine at Sega there was some kind of an internal um, competition or like friendly rivalry. Hey, who's going to sell more copies? The team making forces. I think they were in Japan, and the team making Mania, which was all like internet guys from America and I think Europe. And Australia. from what I understand, Mania like blasted it out of the water. Like Mania is the highest ranking Sonic game in like fifteen years or something. Yeah, because they went back to the roots, and all the uh, hardcore uh, Sonic fans were like, "This is what we've been waiting for." <laughs> That's really important, but I really think I really really believe that the reason that game's so great is because it was made with like heart. The people who made it all wanted to make that game. Uh-huh. All of them love those two D Sonic games. All of them love the music in them. They love those characters. They love that gameplay. So, of course, they made a game that was really good. If you make a game that you want to make, I think it goes a long way. Probably. I've never made a game, so. But I I still, I I see that. You know, when people make games they want to make, it ends up being better. That's why there's, there's, like, indie successes, and then there's indie cash grabs, where they just try to make another Battle Royale, and you're like, oh, this is just PUBG, but suckier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, a lot of heart and development, did you see the Fallout Miami thing? Yeah, that's a, a, it's a mod, right? It's like a DLC-sized mod? Yeah, it's a mod that is uh, in Fallout 4, uh, the size of one of the DLCs. I forgot which one it was, but it has, like, water because it's near a beach, obviously, since Miami. Yeah. And... Um, it looks fucking cool. Like it looks like they put a lot of storyline into it. Uh, a lot of voiceovers. Like there was dialogue to the point where they they put voice in it. So kind of, I'm kind of digging that. <laughs> and apparently there's uh, new factions, and there is uh, I believe new enemies that they put in there. So check it out. I mean, I don't I don't know when it's coming out. But if you Google Fallout Miami, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll find a lot of stuff. There's actually a trailer for it, which looks pretty cool. Had a cool looking logo too. Mm-hmm. I I love that Bethesda, you know, kinda brings the mods like, hey, make the make these uh these games and we'll I guess we'll kindly, you know, nod our heads. They can't really advertise it because <laughs> they would want to advertise their games and shit. Like they could. Of- they should. They should buy it up. They should do it professionally and release it. That's what Valve used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. People made, you know, um, like Blue Shift and and opposing forces and stuff. It was just mods. Yeah. Counter Strike, for God's sake, the most successful mod ever, probably. I don't know. Yeah. Now it's like fucking huge. <laughs> yep. Um, a little side note. Uh, since we always like to talk Hideo Kojima. For the past, uh, since E3, I joined this uh, Discord server, and it's called Dutch Stranding ARG. Andy, do you know what an ARG is? Augmented Reality Game? Yep. So, oh. 
I'll give you the short story because I still don't know what's going on. I, I'm pretty much in the middle of it. It's been going on since December. And uh, pretty much what happened was there was this guy named Robin in the Death Stranding Reddit. Uh, started doing cryptic messages and stuff. And people were like, so is this like an ARG? <laughs> and then one thing led to another where uh, Robin created this Discord server. So what happens is there's a bot in the Discord server that has clues in it, like pictures and uh, I don't think there's other stuff or we haven't seen it yet. Uh, when we type in commands, so it's like a question mark and then whatever command, like let's just say E equals MC squared. Uh, if you put that in the chat, a picture would pop up and that would be your clue. And certain areas in the what we solve in the clues, Robin will come into voice chat and play certain music titles. And it's usually music titles that Hideo Kojima uh, likes, like uh, Low Roar, uh, which was in his trailer for one of the Death Stranding videos. Uh, churches, which obviously if you look at his Twitter, he likes churches. Um, there's also a lot of commands where all the movies that Hideo Kojima likes. Like I actually, we found a command for a movie called Another Earth. Have you ever seen Another Earth? Um, I no, I haven't. I was thinking of Quiet, Quiet the Quiet Earth. I have not seen that. No, it's it's a pretty good film. It's about how there is two Earths that see each other, and they both mirror. They both have like their doppelganger on that Earth, and. Um, the whole thing is them trying to figure out what their other self would say to each other and stuff, but it's an indie film that we'll talk on a Big Trouble Little Podcast, maybe, mm. one day. Um, but yeah, th that's pretty much how the Death Stranding arg is going. Uh, as far as it being official, we don't know. Uh, the, the latest clue where we learned about another Earth we're thinking that the main character in that is going to be in the next trailer or maybe future trailers or maybe even the game. Um, it's just because one of the voice files that we got uh, shown or, li or or listened to had the same voice from a trailer from another Earth. So we're like, is that going to be a new character? Who knows? Yeah. Have you ever attended an ARG before? Uh, no, too, too time intensive. I, I don't have, I'd rather wait for it to finish and then just read the new details, what all the clever people did. Uh, what I, what I'm probably going to do is after this ARG is finished and when we do have the game in our hands, I'm probably going to like interview all these people, the people that have been here since day one and be like, and if it is official, if it's like a joke or something, like if somebody's like jerking the chain and stuff. No, I'm not going to do it, but if it is somewhat official and somewhat cool that happens at the end, I'll 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 interview everybody because <laughs> right now it's kind of interesting on how because you remember how Hideo Kojima said that it's going to involve everybody working together. This, uh, yeah, this is what I, I, I this is what I think part of the gameplay is going to be about when you play the game, not 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 being an ARG, but to the point where 
uh, things in the game where you're going to have to go to somebody on a message board or Reddit and go, hey, what happened in your game? Did this happen? So I hope I hope it's very not much like that, but to the point where it's not your typical I'm going to play a video game and that's it. Sounds like the way PT was a little bit. Everyone had to come together as a community and figure out how to beat it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool. Two weeks. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I, I've been just doing: job hunting and this uh, death training ARG because it's been like it's been open wide where we have another uh, storyline character that entered, which is opposing the Robin character. So it's kind of like an Alan versus Robin kind of thing. <laughs> It's uh, pretty cool. So stay tuned for some updates, maybe. maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Because, I mean, it's pretty dead when it comes to summertime on news. I mean, we got Evo, the fighting uh, game tournament that's happening this weekend. Yeah, that's, that, I might watch a little bit of that, but nothing worth talking about yet. Yeah, uh, right now they're doing like all the pre- fights before they get into the final tournaments um and gen con is happening right now if you're into like board games and stuff which steam is having a virtual board game sale nice oh shit i forgot next month is pretty much uh the, the launch of the online service for nintendo and we still don't know anything about it <laughs> oh is it already i was thinking november i thought it's september i'm ready They need to come out with something to, you know, pretty much show what the fuck is coming. Because I mean, we know about it somewhat. It's you're gonna use it to play games. Uh, you know the cost. You know that you can pay monthly or uh, monthly or yearly. Um, you're gonna get one free game a month that has like the online play, like the classic stuff. Um, I don't know some other little features. Oh, um, cloud saves. Cloud saves are coming. Yeah, but I, I feel like you still need to go, hey, um, these are the first two games that you're going to get when you sign up for our uh, service. I, I don't think you just go, hey, this is what what's happening. If you want to play online, then 20 bucks, here you go. You have to sell it somehow. Like Everything has a selling point. I feel like they just didn't announce stuff that you wanted, so you're waiting for but I think they already detailed what it is. Mm. Have they put it in like a... That's another thing, too. We haven't got a Direct in a while. When's the, the last Direct was in, what, June? E3, pretty much? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I ain't got nothing big coming. Not until Christmas. Or fall. Yeah. On that note, I think we're out of uh, time here on escape from side quest uh make sure to follow us on btilp.podbean.com for all our podcasts like escape from side quest and big trouble little podcast uh also um i might be playing some um fallout uh the first fallout game soon so keep an eye out on that uh andy what about you what is uh what games are you going to be streaming? We're going to finish Sonic Adventure 2, but I'm on track to do that this weekend. I just unlocked the 
post like you beat the good story and then the bad story and you unlock like the last level that's all i've got to do um i started yoshi's island i've really just been doing that in the morning before work. i only stream it if i'm in in a mood to or have some extra time i don't know if i'll double down on that or if i'm going to move on from sonic adventure but if i do i haven't decided what um honestly if people want to you know if you come into the the stream and you you tell me i'll i'll fucking switch games there on the spot i got a pretty big collection too i got tons of systems and they're all hooked up and ready to go so i don't know it, it drop by and, and tell me to play nba jam because you like sports or something I'll, i'm easy <laughs> do you play nba jam do you like nba jam yeah who doesn't that, kicks ass. that game is fucking amazing is it the shoes? <laughs> On that note, everybody, we will see you next week for Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm signing out. See you later. Thanks for listening.